0: queers on film a queer movie discussion podcast my name is kat kingsley and i'm your host each week i'm joined by a queer guest and we discuss a film of their choice for the purposes of this podcast a film is considered queer if it features a prominent queer character can be viewed through a queer lens or is particularly important to the queer journey or identity of my weekly guest as this is the first episode that i'm doing i feel like i should probably give a little bit of background about myself and why i'm doing this podcast so I'm bisexual non-binary, although queer might be a more technically accurate description for both my sexuality and gender. I use they them pronouns, and I started this podcast for a few reasons. For one, I just love media studies. I like talking about media. Anyone who has who knows who I am already probably is already aware of that. Some of you may know me from my other podcast, Summer Twilight Book Club, where my friend Sahana and I put our social work to uh, social work degrees, rather, uh to good use by discussing the four horniest books of our teenage years, and I have a lot of fun doing that, but that brings me to my second reason. While discussing media with one of my best friends every week is amazing, I wanted an opportunity to discuss media with anyone who wanted to. You don't have to be a podcaster to be on this show. You just have to be queer and choose a movie you want to talk about. Lastly, there are so many queer movies, and I have seen so few of them. Getting the opportunity to watch and discuss them with other queer folks is something I'm really excited for and I'm really grateful for. At this time, I've already recorded a few episodes and I've been having a lot of fun just getting so many different perspectives. So I first started watching queer movies when I was in middle school, about... 13 years old, probably. My best friend Charlie and I would hole up in their basement and watch whatever the LGBT section of the library or mega upload had to offer. And it was uh, through these movies that we discovered like, so many parts of who we are and kind of started to explore like who we could be or reassess our understanding of ourselves. And so it really didn't feel right to me to start this podcast with anyone other than them, and luckily, It's around the holidays when I'm recording this, so they're in town. So this week, I am joined by my big gay best friend, Charlie. Hi, Charlie.
1: Hi, Kat. (laughs) Um, So I'm Charlie, and I use they, them pronouns, as you might have been able to deduce. Um, And today, we will be watching Dorian Gray. Dorian Blues. (laughs) We keep saying Dorian Gray. We're always
0: going to say Dorian Gray. (laughs) It's not Dorian Gray. It's the 2004 film Dorian Blues, uh, written and directed by Tennyson Bardwell. So why did we choose this movie?
1: Um, this when we well we had a discussion about what the first gay movie that we could remember watching together was and it took a while because we could only remember one of the lines um, and we had to do some internet digging to find out what it was um, but this was one of the first films that I remember finding when I googled like gay movies um, when I was you know young and, and <laughs> google was it was very exciting and helpful for me at that time Um, so this was it's, it's kind of you know bringing things Back to the basics, back to the beginning of our understanding
0: of ourselves. Um yeah. And I and we did recognize that it's probably not the literal first queer movie we saw together. We're pretty sure the first two we watched together were Brokeback Mountain (laughs) and Mysterious Skin. Uh, And while we'll probably get to those in the podcast at some point, they weren't exactly where I think either of us wanted to start off. Because while those are, you know, good and interesting movies in their own right, they're also super depressing yeah not that this one doesn't get depressing but I still feel like for the most part it you don't feel totally hopeless at the end of it it allows for a little more uh you know yeah uh, hope hope and joy (laughs) yeah yeah hope and joy in your identity (laughs) Yeah. yeah so we wanted we wanted a little hope and joy in our identity and and we recalled this movie having a bit more of it um so yeah Yeah, so we rewatched it for the first time in a solid over a decade. Yeah, well, like way over a decade. Yeah, we're old now. (laughs) It's been almost 15 years. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> and you know I didn't. It think. might have been. We might have been. I might have been twelve.
0: Uh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> we could have been. Yeah, it's been about fifteen years since we've seen this movie, and I gotta say, it held up a lot better than I thought it was going to. We really
1: talked it down while we were getting ready to watch it. We were like, "This is going to be
0: awful. It's going to be horrible." Well, in our defense, the only line we remembered from it was the dad being like, "Is that a pink shirt you're wearing?" And the son being like, "No, it's it's fuchsia. Fuchsia. <laughs> So we, with that, uh, our, that arming our knowledge and the knowledge that it was a 2004 game movie, we're like, this is going to suck. This is going to be real cringeworthy. But it actually was pretty funny. Um, it was good. It, it didn't make me cringe as much as I thought. It it was more on point with a lot of things than I thought it would be. Yeah. Still very of his time. Still yeah. incredibly white. Still, you know, still a lot to talk about. But... Yeah, so let's get into it. So it starts at a funeral. We're not told whose funeral it is, I don't think. It's just uh, some his funeral. So, I mean, you kind of can have some predictions. But... Uh, and then we're introduced to Dorian, uh, who's the probably gay high school senior, and he gives a lot of exposition about him and his family and how dysfunctional they are. And, you know, his brother is the, like, Nick, his brother Nicky's the, like, cool jock bro, and... Like, drinking beer straight out the fridge with a ripped muscles tea on. And his mom is just, like, totally... Totally out of it. Just Checked out of the family. Checked out. Just rolling her pennies. She has so many pennies. <laughs> and uh, his dad's like the kind of typical, like ex-military-esque Catholic mm-hmm. uh, patriarch. Just real shitty dude. We get,
1: I think, more information
0: about Dorian's life at this in the
1: first like couple of minutes of the movie than we do throughout it. Um, I guess more direct info about anything else than him being gay. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. He's like, here's all my facts, now we can get to the gay shit.
0: And Dorian's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gay, and I like stereotypically gay things. I like fashion, and I like whatever, and I don't care if that's cliche, because it's who I am. Which, that's that's like the first kind of like, this is a 2004 movie yeah. kind of <laughs> introduction to it. Which, But at the same time, I don't know how to feel about that part. We talked about it while watching it.
1: Yeah, because I mean, there are like... There are people who they, I feel, saying that, like, being gay is their entire personality to them is kind of, like, dismissive. Because they do like things that are stereotypically gay, and that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. But also it's like, you know, you gotta look at, like, who wrote these characters and who they were written for and stuff like yeah. that, I guess, when you consider if it's valid or not. But yeah. we can get into that
0: later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking a bit, because, I mean... On one hand, it's kind of like, oh, we're we're absolving ourselves from criticism by stating it so blatantly. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, there's something wrong with being stereotypically yeah. gay. Like, I think we're both pretty stereotypically yes. non-binary uh, <laughs> people in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. maybe not totally, but yeah, you know, like... Or, Look at how um, I'm sitting in this chair. Yeah, <laughs> you can't see, but you can imagine how Charlie is sitting in this chair. And I'll tell you, none of the limbs are where you think they should be, <laughs> except that you're a little queer. So probably, maybe not all of you, but they are exactly where you'd imagine. But anyways, um, no, I was thinking a bit, though, uh, there's a podcast I really love, uh, Very Random Encounters, which is an actual play podcast. And one of the members, Greg, during one of the seasons, purposely played uh, his character very kind of typically, like, effeminate, whatever, (laughs) um, because he was like, I got really mad because I was hearing those people, like, talking down, and I think it was specifically, like, Jonathan Van Ness, this was Mm -hmm. a few years ago, um for acting, like, so gay all the time whatever, and it was like, fuck that, so what? I,
1: like... It's almost liberating to be like, hey, these are the stereotypes, but these are also things that make me happy,
0: so fuck (laughs) you. I mean, I've been watching, as you know, I've been rewatching Glee, and, like, you get a lot (laughs) of that, you get a lot of that with Kurt, who's just like, Kurt's just like, yeah, no, fuck you, I'm not gonna be less gay for you, like, I'm gonna be, exactly... So, I mean, there's something to be said about that, but... But that's who Dorian set up as. Although, I don't know whether I would agree that that is not really how he is presents himself. presents himself. Yeah. He seems pretty just kind run of run-of-the-mill. I kept calling him Peter Parker when we were watching <laughs>
1: yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got that sass, but also that just generic jeans and a t-shirt kind of vibe. But I mean, sometimes you do those things to protect yourself, you know? Yeah, I I I'm not know.
0: sure. But anyways, though, so... Then we get a scene where Dorian disagrees with his father for the first time ever at dinner, and he's talking about, I guess, why Nixon is a good president, <laughs> and Dorian just goes, I disagree. <laughs> and this whole scene is so ridiculous, like, the argument is so, like, his dad knocking him into a corner with these, like, ridiculous, completely irrelevant questions and trying to prove he's a hypocrite or whatever, and... He's so he backs in the corner, and then we get one of the best lines in the whole movie, honestly. And it's just because of the way it's delivered. His dad's like, "Why do you hate Nixon and have a picture of JFK on your wall?" And then we get from Michael McMillan, I think is his name, yep. um, gives the most deadpan just a lot of reasons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we see the poster later, and it's just right above his bed, a beautiful oh, picture man. of JFK. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so fucking funny. But anyway, so a lot of reasons. Yeah. A lot of reasons Yeah, so Me, when my parents asked me Why I had pictures of girls in bikinis On my <laughs> wall growing up A lot of reasons yeah,
1: you know We don't need to get into them
0: But, um... <laughs> But they're there for for many reasons. God, I think about that all the time. <laughs> well, she has, well, she has Chris Evans on her wall, but she also has these girls in bikinis. Okay, because Chris Evans said gay rights. Like,
1: maybe not <laughs> that, at that this, <laughs> I know, I know. This
0: was like this was um, not another teen movie era. Chris Evans. Yeah, this is the bisexual experience. Anyway, so he has this argument he disagrees with his father for the first time ever and this is what makes him realize he's like no i'm for sure gay it's not a phase i'm gay as hell so he goes to the worst social worker in the world and as two social workers watching this movie because everyone i know is a social worker and that's not really true (laughs) but you might get that impression yeah um I was really appalled by the
1: social worker, and like every time he did something else, I was like, <laughs> I got "It even literally more was appalled. like the
0: textbook how not to be a social like." I He's don't, drinking I, too much. She hates his job. I didn't get the impression that the writer knew what a social worker no was or did no because also like I'm like social workers can do therapy, bro. We got a good uh, therapist example. Yeah, later. the therapist though is good. So he, he goes to blows. the social worker to get set up with a therapist to discuss sexuality issues. And so he goes to the therapist, and the therapist is actually, like, a very good, solid therapist. From what I could tell, I didn't have any issues with the I portrayal neither. of the therapist, which is so rare. Yeah. For anyone listening, I mean, I'm sure people who have been to therapy or whatever might have watched and been like, that's not really how therapy goes. You know, it's like how when doctors watch doctor shows, are like, of oh, this is wrong. <laughs> like, us watching social workers on Literal television jargon. is just, like, digging your nails into your hands. Um, and
1: I, I do think that there is a place, like, for, like, bad therapists being characterized in media because i've had bad therapists, bad
0: therapists but like if that's the only
1: depiction of a therapist in your yeah. media i don't want to see it because yeah it just push it just furthers the you know stigma against therapy i feel like yeah
0: we need good therapists like a pretty
1: <laughs> little line we need therapist <laughs> representation
0: <gasps> um but anyway so he goes to the therapist and he kind of talking about it and i think it's him who asks like if he has anyone else he's to talk to about it or me, so or I mean it's the social worker who says it but anyway he decides to try to come out to his mom and his mom is just not listening literally like, opening cabinets in his face yeah <laughs> l- like very much avoidant very much trying to avoid it like you get the impression that she knows exactly what he's trying to say but she's not here to have this conversation yeah. um and he says to her while introducing it something along the lines of i am not like anyone like no one is like me uh i'm so different and this Which is i think is Oh, yeah. Just, Oh I was just going to say, that's such a mood when you're, you know, in a teenager. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, especially, I feel like, coming from his, like, strict Catholic yeah. background, because I don't think... I wish I could whistle to do one of those
1: dramatic whistles. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Cause... As a as a former Catholic.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he seems to be, yes. But anyways, though, so after his mom is just not listening, he decides instead to come out to his jock brother, who... It... For the first, like, couple minutes is not receptive. It's like, oh, why are you telling me this? You're the most sad, confused person I know. And he's... And then we get a really kind of good emotional moment where Dorian yells out, like, I was confused about this. Like, this is what I was so upset about. And, um... But very quickly, so his brother's like, well we can talk about this later. I have to go do this thing. Gotta go to a party. <laughs> and then he leaves. And then like one second later, he comes back in. He's like, you need to talk about this now, don't you? And, and then we, yeah,
1: yeah. We get a really sweet little like, like no, it's not necessarily a montage, but like no audio of them talking
0: to each other. And like, it's very sharing, emotional. Having beers, playing yeah, card games. Yeah. <laughs> talking about their feelings. It's very cute. It's very nice.
1: Nikki's a good boy. And I think I wrote down in my notes, where was my older jock brother to come out to when I was a teenager? Because they're not real. It's not a real. Yeah, <laughs> actually, no. he's not even older. He's younger. Never mind. He's younger. He gives that older brother energy, but he's yeah, the younger he's one. They're really
0: close in age. He's only a year younger. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Nice. You get, then we get a scene with him getting harassed by someone who looks like he is an <laughs> extra in like a queer porno. <laughs> <laughs> like but he looks like he's a 90 gay porn star no he does he does he looks like he's he's like uh, oh are you are you homosexual or whatever (laughs) like define homosexual to me and then Michael millen proves that he doesn't just look like peter parker he can act like him too Uh and just give some very good one-liners and uh so anyway so then he's like at school and he makes eye contact with this dude and they're like well, and then we get the best scene in the whole fucking movie <laughs> with the uh, last train to. Is it oh God, What's the song? Is it, is last, it last train, train to, to Clarksville, Clarksville yeah. by the
1: monkeys and they dance. Well, D- Dorian doesn't dance at first. He just kind of sits there. And watches this real dorky kid dance. And it's, like, in this really
0: weird room.
1: It's, it's We decided it's the basement, but the ceiling is so low.
0: <laughs> and, like, the walls are green or something. It's, like, it, orange and green. It and feels like they took psychedelics, but they definitely didn't. <laughs> they just are like, watch me dance. This is how yeah. we hang out. And then Dorian dances with them, and then they smooch. And then... Dorian flips out, runs out of the house, brushes his teeth, and confides in his brother. And his brother's like, (laughs) Like, what's wrong? Did you something bad? Did you do something gay?
1: (laughs) And I gotta say, the the running home and brushing your teeth immediately is comical, but also hit me a little hard, because, you know... Uh, internalized homophobia we love to
0: see it <laughs> yeah oh oh yeah big yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah not none... yes for sure and we can talk about that a bit more later yeah yeah we can um, so yes and then after that there's a big montage of therapy scenes and it's not really clear how much time has passed but it's definitely like actually a long time he goes to therapy a lot but I think even then it's still like a fair amount of time like months He wears a Um, lot of different outfits. So many different outfits. And they're all so good. (laughs) And it's his, you know, therapist trying to help him come to terms with being gay himself and then also trying to help him um, plan to come out, basically. You know, like, or at least get the idea of what it would be like to come out and, like, confront that as... Like hat on, and so he's constantly shown practicing coming out to his father. And at first, again, he's very Peter Parker about it. <laughs> he's very just like the well, doing. He's like, okay, well, like act out a scene of you coming out to your father, and he's like, oh, he says he's too busy and can't talk right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then after, like, absolutely deflects onto the therapist and starts actually, you know, having the conversation with his dad, who's who's a mannequin at this point in time. Um. And gets into the whole, oh, yeah, Dad, no, he's he's not a doctor, he's a, you know, he's a
0: psychiatrist, and well, uh, he's a why, psychologist, yeah. you know. I don't know why <laughs> he didn't go all the way.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know why he didn't go get an MD. I don't know, Dad, maybe you should ask him.
0: <laughs> but eventually he does actually start taking it seriously and, and stop deflecting and does do it, and eventually gets to the point where he's able to say it. But, so he's feeling all good from therapy, and he's like, yeah therapy it's helpful and we're like yes 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 therapy's helpful it's so great good job therapy yeah. but then he goes to hang out with that boy he had smooshed before and they sleep together and he is so uncomfortable with it like he cannot handle what just happened same thing brushes his teeth freaks out and he just uh ends up going to confessional <laughs> And then kind of dragging his priest out of the confession. be like, you already know it's me. Just talk to me (laughs) like a person. And Charlie, while we were watching this, was like, I could never.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Confession is the most terrifying thing they ever made you do. And I always would make shit up. Because I wasn't going to tell him I was gay. So I'd be like, I swore at my mother. And I had thoughts about hitting my
0: sister. (laughs) I never had to do that. That seems, because they only ever, I mean, we didn't go to church super often, but when we did, it was always, like, some form of Protestant church. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we switched denominations, but that is, like, your pastor does just kind of come up and be like, hey, how you doing? You yeah. know, to your face. It's very different. Dorian's church doing. was very, like, uh, stained glass. Yeah, it looked very Dimmed lights,
1: Catholic. incense Catholic, yeah. which is where I went.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I didn't have that experience. But... Yeah, that
1: scene That scene got me. That scene got me a lot. Yeah,
0: so anyways, though, the priest tells him to pray the gay away and <laughs> yeah, gives him examples of people who prayed the gay away. And Dorian takes it super seriously. And he, like, is getting really into it and tells his therapist he doesn't need to go anymore and it's just focusing on that and really trying to get rid of it. And he asks his brother to teach him how to be straight. And his brother's like, what are you talking about? He's like, come on, how do you... She told me how to be straight. And he's like, you know what? I have been thinking about this. <laughs> That's the line that gets me I, You know, I had some thoughts about this. He's like, I wasn't gonna push it on you, but since you came to me, uh, <laughs> I think I can make oh, you straight, bruh. And oh, so Nikki. then he's like, We gotta fight. And they <laughs> <we're>
1: gonna- <gasps> What are we gonna do in the basement? We're gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and they have this whole scene where they're fighting. It's super goofy.
1: He doesn't even teach him how to fight. He's just like, we're just at gonna one, wrestle. <laughs>
0: yeah, at one point he's like, he finally teaches him something. But it's super goofy. It obviously doesn't do anything. He tries to teach him how to be a man. And, like, Dorian says something... Like, he says fabulous at one point, And Nikki's like, you gotta stop saying fabulous. And Dorian just forced me, Dorian. In all sincerity, is like, oh, well, what do I, what do I say instead then? And he's <laughs> awesome. Like, awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's totally awesome. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I was getting really into it. <laughs> and Kat and I were having
1: a discussion at this point that it's, um we liked how, you know, he uses words like fabulous and stuff that are very kind of stereotypical, but he does. It's never forced. The actor does a really good job of, portraying that that's just like his natural way of speech and it's not it's not like uh yeah because caricature he, it's he just doesn't
0: have like the super like he doesn't have the super effeminate they don't give him like, a lisp or anything yeah like he so i mean he does have a lot of things that are kind of stereotypical but he also just has like you know he just he seems very sincere and He's like enthusiastic yeah, about everything i also could not figure out if the actor is gay or not i, I was like looking like... on his twitter and like he makes references to like there was one, one of his tweets was like, now that Donald Trump's been elected, uh, I like gay shit even more or something like that. <laughs> but he also played, I guess, like a gay vampire on True Blood or something. So. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I haven't watched that show. I think it was on True Blood, where he says something like, "I'm an all-American gay vampire," or something like that. Wow, <laughs> wow! I love anyone that who, so much. <laughs> anyone who does watch it right now is probably screeching into their like, <laughs> microphones. I don't know shit about shit. I only know about one vampire franchise, but um, <laughs> so I don't know. I I couldn't tell when I was googling. Some things he said were like kind of like on the line between like being maybe. Not like offensive necessarily, but like just like out of touch. And, um, but I also was like, but that could still be a gay person saying these things. Sometimes gay people say offensive shit. Yeah. (laughs) Especially, yeah. Especially when you're not out. Well, yeah. Well, not only that, but I feel like just generationally, there's some differences in how people talk. That's true. Um, I, I really don't know. Do you know off the top of your head how old he is? He's, I think, in his 40s okay. now. I mean, it was 2004. Yeah. I was just So it's been 15 years, and he was older than us then, I'm sure. Yeah. Or I mean, the same. Yeah. God, we're old. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was, like, in his early 20s then, okay. probably, so.
1: <laughs> Forgot how old we were for a second. Yeah, it was just my birthday. <laughs> I easily forget how old I am with you, like, often. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we've known each other forever, and, and we're, we're getting... And I'm not good at math.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We're both twenty-seven. Um So anyway, so that happens, and then his brother's like, Okay, well, I got some free. He takes him to a stroke club and then gets him a sex worker and is like Who's beautiful? Who's so oh god, I was was, very gay for her. I realize now
1: that all the women in this movie, I was so into them when I was younger. Probably didn't
0: work because she was definitely a lesbian. Yeah. Um she looks exactly like a lesbian. They bring in later, and it was like almost impossible to tell them apart. Yeah, but we anyways, thought they were the same. Person. We definitely thought that he just became <laughs> friends with this uh, sex worker, but he didn't. Which is whatever. It's fine. <laughs> so he goes, but then he like doesn't have sex with her. Obviously, she does vocal impressions and just does a bunch of like singing impressions for him. And then they just like dance around, and she teaches him how to dance, and it's very cute. And they do this like a theatrical production. And I mean, there's definitely something to be said about these like kind of scenes with sex workers that they like to do in movies, but yeah, with some you know very early two thousands <laughs> jokes, yeah.
1: But they didn't really like they didn't really it degrade <laughs> her in yeah. like a deliberate like "haha, let's laugh at this character" way. Yeah, it was just the language she used. But I mean,
0: yeah. Eh. Yeah, it was one of the I mean, I guess I can't really speak to it for it. I'm not yeah, I'm not a sex. I'm reader, not so I can't really say whether how offensive or not offensive it was, yeah. but it was yeah, it it wasn't definitely wasn't as egregious
1: as other scenes like that I've seen. Yeah, and I thought um, in, you know, their their connection was very sweet.
0: Mhm. She's just portrayed like
1: a normal person. Yeah. Who
0: just is doing he's job. Who's just like,
1: I want to move to New York. One day I got to save up some money. Yeah. And then he starts crying on her couch, hugging like a little stuffed unicorn. And she's like, oh, this isn't going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <She's>... poor baby. <laughs> yeah. So they dance. And then he's like, okay, well, if I dance and sung show tunes with her instead of <laughs> having sex with her, I'm clearly never going to be straight. I'm gay <laughs> as hell. I can't help it. Super gay. Yeah. Um, Which like, you know. Um, so he's like, I want to come out now. I'm just going to do it. And Nikki's like, well, maybe, what are you, what are you thinking, you dummy? He's like, no, I'm going to do it. And Nick, Nikki's so, like, upset. Nikki's scared. Yeah. Nicky is a scared teenager who's afraid of their father and afraid of, for his brother and doesn't know what to do and is angry at his brother for wanting to come out because it's going to cause so much stress mm-hmm. instead of being angry at his father for being the one who's going to cause the stress. Yeah he views i think he's he's viewing he's viewing dorian as the problem when really it's the father and that's a thing that continues throughout the film yeah nikki
1: looks like a grown man so my immediate response is to be angry with him when he does things but then i have to remind myself as somebody who's going to work with teenagers you know
0: he's like 16 he's like 16 yeah Yeah, he's (laughs) he's 16 or 17 years old yeah and honestly, he, even when he does do bad stuff, it's, like, not even really... He, like, two seconds later, he's like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, he just has a... He just needs a minute, you know? And I could I can honestly totally relate to this part. I, I think a lot of people who grew up maybe afraid of their uh, one or both of their parents, um, or whoever was raising you, um, that was a very familiar reaction to me. Um, yeah. So I, I I had a lot of sympathy there for Nikki and Dorian, both. Um, but anyways, though, so... Nikki gets in the car to leave, and then we cut back to Dorian, who is going into his father's study. Very stereotypical father's study, like leather moral, chair, moral, oral esque father's study. Like, <laughs> I thought of that too. <laughs> it looked like it looked like the fucking. It really like, did. I was like Clive Poppington in here. So way worse. Um, so. He goes in, and his dad. That's when we get the line where it's like, "That's well, not a pink shirt, is is it?" He's like, "No, no it's fuchsia,", fuchsia. <laughs> which is the only line we can remember. You know, as we it mentioned. was really hard to find the movie again. Just googling no, it's I we found it because I knew that he was in, um, what's it called? What a girl likes, or whatever. I don't remember. No, what whatever. Girl wants. What a what a girl wants. Yeah, whatever the Amanda a show was. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the show? Because she has I don't a know. movie and a show that have like similar. Oh. Well, then we're, I don't know. Whatever. There's an Amanda Bynes show. That and he's, he's in like, it. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that he's in Craziest Girlfriend and stuff like that, but I did remember that. So we found him. It's good. I love, I'm good at researching. Give me researchy jobs. Um, <laughs> so he's obviously his dad is awful about this and he makes it all about himself. He's like, you're not gay. You're just doing this to Oh hurt yeah. Me. He's like, you don't, you know, he's like, you just convinced yourself that you're. No, he's like, no, I don't think you're lying to me. I think you really convince yourself that you're gay because you just <sighs> will do anything to upset me. Yeah, and he the, it
1: doesn't even say, he's like, I don't even think you know the meaning of that word. And he's yeah. like, I don't know what gay means, dad.
0: I, I mean, I, I had sex with a man. Oh, yeah, and that's when his dad starts to take it a bit more seriously. Yeah, when he says that he's had sex with someone else, with with a man, then his father starts to get much more upset. I mean, he was upset before, but he was like, he gets, but he was acting like his son was just like rebelling. Yeah, and it was real shitty, but it wasn't like he wasn't scary necessarily. Yeah, but moment. he gets scary. But then he starts, then he starts getting kind of scary, and he's like, "Who else did you tell? Who else knows this? Like, yeah. your mom knows. People at school know this." And Dorian, and he asks if his brother knows it. and Dorian lies and says no because he's trying to protect his brother, but his brother actually is right had the door and had been.
1: Because he didn't get very far before. He was like, oh, I was wrong.
0: (laughs) Or like, Dorian needs me or whatever his thoughts were. Baby boy. And so he storms in then and is like, no, he's lying. I didn't know. Um, And it's fine. And he stands up for Dorian and they, and then we get to a point, though, where he says, "Uh, it's not a big deal. He says, yeah, being gay, is just another way to be. Yeah, he's like, it's not a big deal. Like, who cares? And that's, like, the, that's what sets the his father off. Yeah, that's like, what sets his father off, is that the idea that Dorian has, like, turned his favorite son maybe. or whatever. So then he tells Dorian he has to get out and kicks him out. Um, like we said before, this was all taking place like, during his senior year and the summer after, so... Uh, Dorian does get kicked out, but what he ends up doing is he moves in with his, we don't see this part, but he moves in with his aunt mm-hmm. immediately. Um, so he does have a place to go. He's yeah. not, he's never homeless. Um, yeah. and he was already going to NYU in the fall, so he just goes early. Yeah. Basically. Um, so when, then we cut to him. Some time has passed and he has some gay friends in New York and he really likes New York and he's mm. super into it. And then he hates New York because really he's really hot lesbian, really hot lesbian, <laughs> Um, his friend, I think Andy or something, has a crush on him. And, and keeps trying to buy him food. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Whatever. <laughs> and then he's like, a few months later, you know, he's like, oh, New York's dirty and ugly and I hate it now.
1: <laughs> That's like, again, me moving to Boston. Boston's beautiful. Yeah. Also, this, I hate is it. The, this
0: is the whitest New York you've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. You know? Um, so he's, so he decides, so then he, like, you know, but he's exploring his sexuality. He has a point where he goes to a leather bar. And then we get to one of those scenes that you always know is coming when you're watching a queer movie, especially mm-hmm. when they're in a city. But it doesn't quite go the normal. Way. It's really weird.
1: It's a really, it's a weird, really scene. weird scene. Like it was making me laugh because it was funny, but it was horrifying at the same time. Yeah, I was feeling real. So d- he goes home with
0: this like muscly dude who then like like starts stat- doing like football drills. <laughs> yeah, in and the like kitchen. tackling him. Yeah, and. For some reason, he doesn't just, like, leave right away. He's just like, oh, whatever. But he, like, spends like, kind of, like, a long time getting ready to, like, get out. And it's a uh, really like, weird in his moment. his
1: coat. And I'm like, man, don't zip. Me. Just go. Just go. Get <laughs> out of here. This on unhinged. Yeah, but he even says in his head, he's like, I didn't realize, like, how much trouble I was in. Yeah, I didn't he, know. Yeah,
0: because it's all voiceovered by Dorian. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> I should have gotten out of there faster, uh, yeah. but I didn't. And then, so, of course, we get really prepped for this to be, like, a sexual assault. And it is an assault, but it does it's not a sexual assault in the respect of it being, like... It doesn't
1: get that far, because he defends himself with the only fighting move that Nikki taught him when they were fighting in the yeah. basement. He
0: slides so uh, his
1: elbow back into the guy.
0: Yeah, so he ends up getting, you know, like, choked out a bit. Not, like, in a headlock, that yeah. is. Um, and, uh but then he yeah jams his you know sing you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) he learns what (laughs) Nikki
0: comes through even when he's not there (laughs) yeah well I was thinking like for me I'm like oh what did what does Sandra Bullock teach me Miss Congeniality Solar Flux Inset nose grind. Yeah, So he goes for the noise, The nose Rather the, no- the noise He breaks his nose Then he gets out Um He does his- not zip his coat This time Yeah He just gets out <laughs> And nothing ever Like comes of that Like that's That's just like a Shitty thing that Happens to him And then he's like I'm gonna stop I'm just gonna be Focus on books He's like Then I decided I was asexual
1: <laughs> He uh, says My
0: preference was Asexuality Which it cracks me uh, up Yeah <laughs> So then he, uh, which, I mean, okay, there's you know, yeah. that part, though, and it kind of made me laugh because, I mean, in some ways it was also really relatable, like, I feel like that kind of whole experience, not necessarily, I don't know about how relatable for, like, for me specifically, yeah. that exact experience is, but that just the idea of, like, something kind of not good happens or something, something happens and then you just... You decide to shut it off. <laughs> you decide to shut it off or you decide, yeah, like, that felt like a very relatable thing to me to be like oh maybe actually this is a new this is the way i am and and then later on realize it's not true but it's just like you thought maybe for the moment and i feel like that's a very queer experience it is of of, kind of trying on hats sometimes Mm -hmm. not because it's like cool or anything but just because you're just trying to figure out who the fuck you are you know I think I wrote down, he says
1: something really, I hit the books
0: and decided my preference was asexuality, which really
1: cracked me up. So he starts studying a lot more.
0: Yeah, and then this, (laughs) so then he's like off men until this super pretentious dude comes up to him in the park and they have this really pretentious conversation and it (laughs) made me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He walks
1: up to him and he's like, I went to the zoo. And he like waits for him to, you know, identify the quote and it's like, you know... I don't know. It's so much. <laughs> it's so I I pointed out how pretentious much. he was, and Kat was like, yeah, okay, well, Dorian's pretentious too, and I was like, alright, you're, you're right.
0: <laughs> Dorian is! Dorian's pretentious as fuck! Because like, he's so into it. Yeah, he is, he is. He's I'd be like, liberal, get the fuck away
1: from me, don't he's make He's a liberal arts at major
0: at New York <laughs> University. He's undecided. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So, yeah, at some point they go home for Christmas, I don't remember when that is, um, But whatever, that happens at some point. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. The only point that matters about that is that Nikki has, like, a football scholarship. And it also shows that Nikki's, like, having a hard time. But, like, whatever. So then he goes out to, you know, so his life's going cool. He has a boyfriend and friends. And then he goes out with uh, his boyfriend's parents. And they pull this really weird bait and switch on him. I didn't like it. Where they don't tell him that his parents already know that they're gay. And instead they make it seem like it's gonna be this really intimidating dinner where it's like, Oh, you're with our son Like, oh, are you sleeping together? And then he's like have a heart attack. And then he's so uncomfortable, they're like and then his boyfriend's like, It's okay they know. And they're like, We know. And then they <laughs> start like
1: shouting in the restaurant, it's like, we love gays. And it's it's really weird.
0: The whole thing was <laughs> so uncomfortable. I would have dumped
1: the guy personally. I would've
0: lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry that you think uh homophobia is funny. <laughs> you Boy. think scaring the crap out of me is funny. Or like you have no empathy for the fact that like you're your partner is not out with their family and are not used to the concept that other people could be out with theirs and that like
1: your experience isn't universal and you should be a little bit
0: more yeah that whole part sucked it was super weird and it sucked super hard so anyways so then his boyfriend breaks up with him for no particular reason he's just like i'm bored of you bye (laughs) <laughs> and
1: I'm sorry, I love the line he says I couldn't get bored with a goldfish in 15 minutes or in like two, two weeks. months. Yeah, they've only yeah. been dating for like two months.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's like, I couldn't get bored with a goldfish in that time. <laughs> um, Dorian says so that that is. Yeah. Um, so then his, so the shortly after their breakup, Nikki comes to visit him in New York, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I can't handle this right now. I'm too sad." Because he's been,
1: he gets a little creepy with the with the ex. He starts yeah, like I, stalking him, and like he's like drinking in Central Park, like sitting on the ground. And, yeah, like, he like, does not know how to stumbling handle stumbling around though. like a like a you know a relatable after your
0: first gay breakup. But like it was, it was like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> get your shit together. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it's his first breakup ever. It's a lot. <laughs> um, and so. But whatever. So he's like, hey, Nikki, can we go to this gay bar tonight? And Nikki at first is like, no, I don't want to go to a gay bar. And he's like, you said you would come out with me and see what my life is like. Well, my life is going to gay bars. And Nikki's (laughs) like, fine. Okay. And so they get to this gay bar. He convinces him to go because he manipulates the crap out of him. Oh, he's like, there's a football game.
1: And all the guys there are really good at it. I don't know
0: if you could beat them, Nikki. (laughs) Like, where you kind of, like, throw a ball to hit down targets or whatever. And so Nike goes and loses, of course. And yeah, he he's gets all, his like, ass handed to him. But then he, like, runs into, like, some football guy he knows and is all, like, has a good night or whatever. But meanwhile, um, Dorian's uh, gay lady best friend shows up and she's like, I have a tight Dorian. And he's, like, not listening fast enough. And then... Andy and his ex-boyfriend come in. And they're dating each other, which is the biggest gay fucking experience ever. <laughs> the guy I turned down and the guy who dumped me are dating now. <laughs> That's the biggest gay experience. <laughs> and now we have to all hang out because our friend group is four people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no other gays in New York City. God. At this bar with only white people in it.
0: Yeah, God, this whole thing. So um, New York's very
1: small in this movie.
0: <laughs> it really is. I guess New York might feel small if you live there. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like every place anyone lives feels small once you've been there because you, you go like, to the same like the three same places. places. Yeah. But anyway, so that happened. And uh, he's so super upset whatever, and they go back to their house, and then Nikki reveals that he lost his scholarship, and he's super distraught. He's like, oh, I'm such a disappointment to Dad, and Dorian's like, no, like, what? You didn't disappoint Dad? Like, Dad just disappointed you, like... That's, yeah, that's his problem, not yours. Yeah, he's like, that's his problem, like... Dad should be sorry if, like should be there for you right now mm-hmm. like this is something that's difficult to happen to you not to him. Yeah,
1: and didn't you say at that point like you can tell Dorian's the one who's been to therapy? <laughs> yeah, it's true though. It is. It is because he really he really does. He's like, "You know, you are allowed to be sad about this because you're sad, but you shouldn't be sad because Dad's sad." You shouldn't
0: I don't know. be sad really because like, Dad wanted it. Yeah, for you. Like,
1: exactly. Yeah. If you wanted this for yourself and you lost it, it's okay to feel those feelings, but it's different and
0: separate from yeah, this the guilt. Yeah, this isn't a responsibility you had to dad. Which, but... ugh, the Catholic guilt in this film. Yeah. <laughs> so, during this whole scene, though, and Dorian uh, gets during a phone call, they find out that their dad died. That's whose funeral was at the beginning. So, they go back for the funeral. And, um, and, and I, I kind of, I thought that Nikki was going to be, like, way more fucking broken up about this than he was. Yeah. Because I thought that, I mean, we don't really know how he's feeling, but... I mean, I thought that he was gonna be, like, wrecked with guilt about that being the last thing, but he doesn't really seem to be. I mean, he's sad, I'm sure, but it's not what I thought. I do have to
1: say that the scene right when they find out, it kind of does the, like, the audio cuts out again, and yeah. it's not really a montage, but you just see them talking and taking and, and taking care of each other, but more Dorian taking care of Nikki, and it kind of, like, parallels the scene from when yeah. he came Nikki out to taking- Nikki and Nikki was taking care of him. And I don't know, I just really liked those two scenes as, like, not necessarily bookends to the film, but they're, like, sort of bookends to kind of what's happened in the, yeah. in the main plot.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then, um, then we get, like, another scene before the funeral, where Dorian's kind of standing there, and considering whether or not he even wants to go, and his mom comes up. Smoking away, a cig, because he's smoking gay. Smoking a cigarette, because he's gay as hell. <laughs> and his mom comes up to him, and is, like, talking to him, and says that she, that he reminds her right now of his father, and he's like, what the fuck, why did you say that to me? And she's like, <laughs> and she says that it's his anger, and that, um... Basically, she says, I never stood up to your father, and that's a terrible thing that I did to you, and I should have stood up to him before, and I never did. And, and it totally
1: steamrolls Dory, and He's like, whoa, Penny rolling mom, I never expected this from you.
0: Yeah, and so he's, and she's like, I'm really sorry, like, your father had no right to treat you the way he did, and I was... She calls him a son of a bitch, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I was in the wrong for never, for letting him do that to you, and uh, I'm so sorry, And then she basically says, though, but you can't be like your father and just let anger rule your life. Like I understand why you're angry, but you need like you can't let that be what leads your decisions. Basically, Um, and that's I think basically the end of the movie. Yeah, he just goes on with his big gay life. Yeah, goes back to New York. Question mark. I can't even remember. Last thing I remember is is the mom. Um, Yeah I think that's how it ends And at this point
1: He's like There were a lot of weird Time jumps in this movie Like with the therapy We were like How long is he in therapy With the little montage Of him and all the little outfits And at this point um, When he's at the bar You know the night They find out Their dad died he says something about being 22. And so it's like a lot of time has passed at this point. Yeah, because his brother, I mean, his brother was yeah. already in college. Yeah, true. he's younger. so... It, it, it just, I, I found that some of the time passages a little confusing. Yeah, they didn't.
0: Yeah, from a narrative standpoint, that was very confusing. But, I mean, I guess it didn't like super matter, but yeah. it was a little like.
1: I just remember being like, they're in this bar drinking beer. How are they allowed to? But then
0: again, they got into a strip club in high school, so. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little confusing. Well, I mean, I guess it. Yeah, and I think this took place at the time period that, they were, that it was yeah. recorded. Oh, at. I guess
1: they were in Canada, weren't they? Were they in Canada? No, because they were going to move to Canada. Shit, where, where no, was No, they weren't said? in Canada. No, because yeah. he says he's going to move to Canada because he doesn't want to go to war. And then his dad's like, no, you're going to die. You're going to go to war and you're going to die like a man. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. Oh. This is like when he's a little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I guess the beginning of the movie they did talk about how it was, like, however many years later. But yeah, it's yeah, whatever. It's not a big point. It's just, like... A it was n- just, yeah, a thing that they maybe could have made more clear, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so that was... That is Dorian Blues. <laughs> you almost said Grey again. <laughs> I know, I had to think about it. It's Dorian Blues. Um, but, yeah, there was... One thing I appreciated about this movie was that it showed how coming out is not a linear process. Yeah. It's not just like, I'm in the closet, now I'm out. And like, it was <laughs> him being like, He, in his exposition, had clearly indicated that he had been thinking about this previously and was like, yeah, maybe I'm gay, maybe I'm not. I mean, I'm pretty gay, but who knows? But, like, I think I'm probably definitely gay, but maybe also perhaps not. Yeah, it's not even,
1: like, coming out to the world isn't linear, but
0: it's also coming out to yourself isn't linear. Yeah, because he even mentions it at one point. He's like, I came out to myself. Yeah. You know. The night that he disagrees with his dad. Yeah. And, uh, and then he, you know, tries to kind of act on those feelings and then he gets really worked up in, like internally about that, and then he kind of puts himself back in the closet and then pulls himself back out of <laughs> so it. So relatable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and then he has to come out to his brother like, to his family, yeah. and then coming out to his family and coming out to other people. You, you can know, never just do it
1: once. It's on and on yeah. for the rest of your and life. And
0: then kind of pushes it back down and back out, you know. So, like, I-, I did appreciate that that was shown as it being kind of like a, you know... You or even though with the asexuality thing Be like, oh, I'm actually maybe I don't like sex. Maybe I'm ace, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, no, actually maybe I do. I don't know,
1: and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure at one point he even says like, maybe I'm bisexual. Does he?
0: I don't. I don't think know. So, Never mind. I don't know.
1: I think there's a point where at which he's like, maybe I don't not like women, but maybe I'm just imagining that.
0: I don't remember that, but who knows? There's a lot of lines. I've watched a lot of
1: gay movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right
0: but uh regardless way, it but, shows uh, that your understanding of yourself
1: isn't always concrete and, yeah and it can change
0: and mm-hmm. everything and then technically we don't even know i don't think that he's not asexual later on because we yeah. we show him like him like having a boyfriend but it's not necessarily explicitly yeah. implied that they're having sex or anything but
1: but he's got a whole lot
0: of yeah he's got but, a lot of
1: stuff to unpack
0: <laughs> yeah he does and so i i really did appreciate that and i guess I was a yeah and the other parts of this movie that I kind of kept saying to Charlie during it, I was like, you know, this is like a very particular, like Catholic gay kid coming out story yeah. that I can't relate to in the same ways, but I've heard a lot of my friends talk about. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying to like remember specific
1: points in my head. I just know that a lot of the um, the ways they didn't he necess- didn't necessarily narrate like the internalized kind of stuff or any of the like the the catholic guilt but you could just see it in actions that he did um and i felt those actions really strongly like again just the rushing home to brush his teeth you know like the the thing like the just uh i don't know like the preoccupation with it being like dirty and and something you had to like cleanse yourself from was very visceral to me in in those scenes i'm trying to remember um I feel like I took a whole page of notes on Catholicism. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see what I've got here. Um, Sorry, I'm blanking. Oh, well, I mean, this is kind of... I wrote at one point, um, you know, I don't know why I stopped being Catholic at 14, I tell people. Meanwhile, these were the kinds of movies that I was watching where people are alienated from their religion for their sexuality. And that was also at the same point in time when I was really coming to terms with that. And I, I do know that that was, I mean, I think he even, he talks about, like, not believing in, he says something at one point about not believing in a God who could, like, create people that he hated. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being very important to me, um, because at this time was when I was, you know, you, you reach your, what, we were probably in 7th, 8th grade when we watched this, um, and in eighth grade in the Catholic Church is when you, you have your confirmation, um, which is when you kind of say, you know, I've been through catechism for all these years and I'm, you know, I, I've been doing the God thing because my parents did the God thing. But now I am old enough to say that I am um, I still believe and I'm doing the God thing for myself. Um, and so at that point in time where I was, I was having to reassert to the church that I believed in God, I was like, wait, I don't think I do. But th- there was no venue for that. There was no like there was no option for me to say that I didn't, I I had to say, Oh, yes, I, I still do believe, you know, and it's on me now. Um, and I just think it's really interesting that that like alienation from that was, was, I don't know, really reflected in this film and really reflected in, I feel like there weren't a lot of other films that dealt with it so, so directly at this time that I was watching. And maybe that's why I always felt kind of specially towards this one um, and not towards others. Because, I mean, we had like, mysterious skin that we watched, But there was no religion in that one. You know, it just was me saying, wow, you know, if the world treats people like this for who they are there there can't be a god um
0: <sighs> yeah
1: <sighs> but yeah we don't have to get into that one cuz i'm sure you'll do it with somebody else <laughs> maybe yeah. uh maybe not
0: you know maybe that's just I one would, we should I mean, leave untouched <laughs> i would i'll do it if someone wants to do it but i mean i'm not choosing the movies so. i rewatched it recently and it was rough it um, i know yeah um, anyway, this is <laughs> anyway <of Blues>. sorry <laughs> yeah um yeah no for sure uh, one thing that I really related to in this movie was his kind of relationship with his father. I mean, my father is different than than this dad is. I mean, my dad's not some like military person, and we like we would disagree with my dad and stuff. But there's definitely a lot of that aspects of it that I really could relate to with that, yeah. and or just you know, so many of what you're doing kind of being led by that fear of you know, your family finding out or how they're going to react or, you know, kind of um, even... Ah, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. Yeah, or just that, yeah. So that was... Yeah, that was just something I could really relate to in that kind of kind of coming out story was, I mean, I don't think his father ever got violent with him. Mm-hmm. He just yelled. and Not even yelled so much. I was just like... Just was real shitty. Like yeah, just, I mean, it would back them into really a emotionally with, abusive. Yeah, yeah, like gaslighting.
1: Like mm-hmm. you don't actually know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm the only I know one. Thinking. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm the one who knows anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was just yeah, that was a lot. Um, and and I really appreciated that at the end they didn't undo any of that, and they didn't make it like a your father just your father loved you one of the best for you. It's like no, your dad was a dick. Yeah and your dad died a dick you know i thought <laughs> your dad died a dick i have
1: a lot of appreciation for the mom especially in that end because it's you know i mean the whole film she's you know ignoring the problem she's not looking and i think that for me was the parent part that i related to um because like i came out to my mom when i was like 14 and she very much was just like well do you want to talk to your youth pastor like you know put the problem off and then when i didn't bring it put it off onto someone else and then when I didn't bring it up again we ignored it and it wasn't a thing and so it's like hearing I don't know, hearing the mom (laughs) kind of acknowledge that later on and be like, I was blind to it and I was not like paying attention and I should have, that was kind of cathartic
0: I'm sorry, I'm just remembering when I was 13 (laughs) and my mom read in my yearbook uh, uh, another girl putting in my yearbook, I wish I was bi like you oh (laughs) because like how she wanted to like fit in. This mm-hmm. is funny too, because this is the person I had like my first like real gay like experiences with was this person who was like, Oh, I she I was bi like you uh but then was claiming to be straight, but then also like we definitely like had sex later on, <laughs> um, but I was the my mom read them a yearbook and you you were like oh just tell her it's a joke, <laughs> like, just tell her it's I uh,
1: uh, I can't even remember what I would have said, but yeah you of course had I some said that. real
0: goofy garbage joke thing of course I did up, and you were like yeah just like it was a joke like, I love goofy garbage that's and so all that comes I did, out my mouth. I, did. I told her it was a joke I was like what did does she this mean. Uh, I don't know. My parents are the queen or the king and queen of deflecting. Yeah, that's very true.
1: My, uh, you know, my whole thing, I think I, I remember coming out because I was dating a girl. We held hands for like a week and then we were like, we're not gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, my
0: parents yeah. have never asked about the pride flag. It,
1: <laughs> that's right outside your house. <laughs> and they know,
0: like they, they yeah, and, yeah, Like as far just, as... You're just a really good ally. Well, I mean, they don't have a roommate, but they yeah. also know, they, they think that my roommate... Uh, they don't know my roommate's, like, identities. Yeah. So they, as far as they know... Could be your we're, we're roommate, two yeah. straight people... With a gay pride flag front. We're two cis straight people <laughs> who live together. <laughs> and with a pride flag. And my parents have just... Yeah, they're just not gonna ask. Absolutely never ask yeah. about it.
1: I, um... I remember my mom asking, why would you put this on the internet? Because somebody showed her my MySpace profile where I said that I was bisexual. And she was like, this is inappropriate. You're 14. How do you even know? And I was like, well... <laughs> well, I keep
0: being gay with my friends. Yeah, like, <laughs> what do
1: you mean? How do I know? Do you want me to tell you, mom, about my weird dreams I
0: have? Like, I really don't think you're ready for this conversation. God. That, yeah, no. But yeah, they just, <laughs> so I feel like my parents are kind of like that, where they just, like, never ask and they pretend they don't notice yeah. it. rolling and, pennies. And that's just how they want to approach everything. Yeah. I mean, that's what they approach all problems. It's just, we're going to pretend like we don't notice this until we literally cannot, until it smacks it, us in the it, face, until we can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. And so I've just never mentioned it. I I mean, you. I'm sure that they're aware. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any possibility that
1: they... <laughs> I think they just... It hasn't come up circumstantially, so it's not going to come up. I'm...
0: Yeah, I feel like they look at me and they're like, oh, you dress really gay. You constantly are standing up for gay shit. All your friends are gay. But I guess you date men as far as we know, so it's fine. And I'm like, well, I date women too, and I date people of other genders also. I just don't tell you about it. I just don't (laughs) tell you about it. And also, I am not very cis at yeah. all, so uh, I'm also <laughs> <laughs> not very <laughs> cis. I like that. <laughs> so it's like you know, you just don't actually know, and and or what you do know, you don't really know, and, and yeah. it's just like yeah, I definitely related to that aspect of it where it's just like everyone knows we you aren't allowed to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, not being allowed to say it is a very like I don't know.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of
1: weight and power in that kind of silence, and
0: I'm Ooh. glad we can talk about yeah. things like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is interesting, though, because, I mean, this definitely is a story that com- that is... Different from some other coming out stories I've seen, in that yeah. Dorian has a lot of privilege mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because yes, he does get kicked out of his house, but he gets kicked out of his house when he's like nineteen, and he goes live with, with his aunt. He's like, "Your dad's a dick." Yeah, and he, and he has a place to go, yeah. and then he still goes to school. His plans don't change at all. he's still, you know, somebody's still paying his tuition. He still comes back for Christmas and mm-hmm. stays there, and they are fine to him. Then yeah. they're not warm to him. His dad's all. a dick, but he's yeah, like, his what his you Majoring in his dad does <laughs> say, you know, like, "No, I'm never." And accept that you're gay It's wrong God Um. Yeah when he's When he goes into his dad's Like little Little like Den, den. And sits in his chair <laughs> I'm a big man now You're yeah. gonna accept me dad he His dad's looks, like no I'm not gonna so accept you so tiny in that chair Yeah But he still though I mean he still definitely Comes from a definite Point of privilege In that yeah. he can just Kind of go on with his life And, and... he can stick up To his dad like that Without yeah. fear
1: You know Fear he of He doesn't
0: Yeah Losing You know
1: Stability financially mm-hmm. Yeah, he's clearly got health insurance for the concussions he keeps getting.
0: <laughs> yeah, he somehow pays for therapy, even though they yeah, talk about that. That was confusing to me, but I didn't we know don't how he paid for it. that. Yeah, he's
1: because he when he
0: first went to the social
1: worker, the social worker handed him a quote, he was like, "I can't afford this." But then he goes so. But much. then he he like and then he waits a little bit and then he goes when he realizes he really needs it and he goes like multiple times a week. We never see an him having summer. a. And we
0: never see him having a job. No. The man so, does not work. There's definitely a lot of a lot of points that either were just like a lot of privilege that he had or, or a lot of holes. or a lot of plot. <laughs> yeah. Or just yeah, a lot of like not paying attention to the details, which yeah. could just be the privilege of the person making the Exactly. Um Therapy's fucking expensive. Therapy's expensive. I probably <laughs> I, I think I have to stop going soon because yeah. um uh, I, gotta, I can't because my deductible resets and I was I can't, gonna say, yep, when my deductible resets on i I can't afford it that much. Mm-hmm. So who yeah, therapy not accessible. I mean it's funny funny 'cause on Summer Twilight Book Club and we're constantly saying to people like, Oh, go to therapy but like we we there's so many actually recognize there's so many barriers to yeah. go to therapy. And, like, yeah. if you can't, you can't. Which,
1: again, I was grateful that they showed a healthy um, portrayal of a therapist-client relationship and how it, like, helped him in this. And That therapist was so good at boundary setting. And it was a community <laughs> therapist. It was, it was. And I think that was really good, but it doesn't acknowledge the barriers.
0: Although, I, yeah. that was one
1: thing that we didn't touch on that I know we were talking it about. It
0: acknowledges them, but then doesn't put any weight to them. Mm-hmm. Which
1: it's just, be. like, yeah. It's, it's just... It's expensive, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, But one thing that Kat and I were talking about that we didn't really mention was there's this one... Part at the end of his therapy where he Tells his therapist he's like I think I'm in love With you and the therapist handles It so well um, You know he sets the boundaries he's like you know You're putting these feelings on me because you trust me And because you're curious and because you feel Safe with me but this is never gonna Happen thanks yeah. story and bye um, <laughs> And I mean I'm just so used to watching so many Ethically um, yeah kind of him being, yeah. Therapists him Being like what
0: do you What do you like about me? yeah other than that I'm a safe person for you to talk to and then
1: He just says, well, I guess that's it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's also good, too, because he points out, like, you don't have to like anyone who's like, available or whatever, to mm-hmm. you, you need to actually like things about them. Yep. Which is another thing I did appreciate about this movie, in that, you know, he does have that friend who's a crush on him, and he's like, I don't like him bad, because yeah. whatever. And instead of just being like, I'm gay, and I like every gay person I meet, like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I have gay friends, but We're I don't... the only two gays in New York, we might as well get together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he he definitely doesn't have that kind of, uh, I'm gay, therefore I like every gay man yeah. who pays attention to me. He yeah. actually does have yes. his choosiness. He yeah, has like, taste <laughs> do you have anything else you want to mention before we go into the russo test uh i don't think so okay so the russo test the first question the film contains oh this is the first episode the russo test <laughs> <laughs> i forgot the russo test is kind of like the bechdel test uh but for queer films and we're going to read the, the three questions and talk about them so uh you will get it as we go so the film contains a character that's identifiably lesbian gay bisexual transgender and or queer Yes, Yes. obviously.
1: He's right there in
0: the title. There's many. Smack dab on the cover. (laughs) Yeah. Now this one is one we had to talk about. That character must not be solely or predominantly defined by their sexual orientation or gender identity, i.e. they are comprised of the same sort of unique character traits commonly used to differentiate straight-slash-non-transgender characters from one another. I have a bit of difficulty answering this question.
1: It's really hard because when it, especially the second part where it says like they're comprised of the same sort of unique character traits, blah, blah, commonly used. But to me, it's, it's the ones and the other characters in the film, you know, do they have the same, you know, the same depth of personality and and character traits and hobbies and interests as other people in the film. But I don't really know if the other people in the film have have that. You got the football guy, you got, you know.
0: Yeah. Mom and her pennies. But football's at least like an but football's at least like an interest outside of just being straight. I mean you can think of like to read books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I struggle with this one and we were talking about it while we were watching the movie that I could hear a good argument for it either way. And I think it's kind of on the line because I mean, yes, he does he does kind of have he likes he likes books. Pretentious and shit. <laughs> and he but like most of his character traits are kind of like predominantly gay character traits. Mm-hmm. And like he calls straight people Neanderthals and mm-hmm. like has those things. And yes, you can make a point for like, oh well it's okay to be stereotypically gay, like something wrong with that, and I agree. But there's also like you still have, like, interests and stuff. And there was no and room for true. him to have any, like, personality. They,
1: they shoved too much in. There. He had personality, we talked
0: about. He had but personality, he didn't have but he didn't have, like... interest. Interest. And every conversation he has with someone is about his sexuality. Yeah. Like, even when he's talking to other gay people, they never have any conversation that isn't kind of just like, we're gay, and there's some <laughs> drama going yeah. on.
1: You know, and I, I think this is kind of funny, and I know he'll never hear this, which is why I can say it, but... um, I kind of thought of my cousin who came out a couple of years ago, um, and he's always been very stereoty- you know, very stereotypically gay. We were very gay children, um, and but he, I came out, and then he waited a couple of years to come out too, um, for his own reasons, which is fine. Um, but he since coming out, we we joke together. He'll be like, you know, I'm just getting gayer and gayer every year, and I really think that he's like in that phase, you know, after coming out, where like you're starting to explore your gay stuff you couldn't explore otherwise, yeah. and I. I almost feel like there's some merit in that because you know that's its own exciting little thing yeah. um and he doesn't really talk about much else now um but he does have hobbies but do I know those because he talks to me about them or do I know that because I've known him since he was a baby yeah
0: you know and yeah I think that's true but I also feel like... I, I'm
1: I'm also being way too on one side of it, and I think you're right. It yeah. could be argued either way.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I... And I really am kind of in the middle on it. Like, I know I'm kind of arguing maybe more towards the other side, but just because I think it needs to be acknowledged. And because I'm the one, I'm on this side, so... Yeah, yeah, and so, because I think that... And I mean, it is difficult. Like, a film has scope, and, you know, like, they can't cover everything, and yeah. this is a coming-out story, and it covers a lot. But I feel like there were little opportunities where they could have inserted more. Yeah. I mean, I feel like his brother has more, and in- we know more about, like, his brother's kind of, like, interests and, in, like, personality. They could have given him an a actual major. Yeah. They don't, they don't even give him a major. He's just undecided. Yeah. Like, which I mean? Could be, like, flaky. Like, his personality is flaky whatever. I it's mean, also as a freshman, too. it's kind of hard to... Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know. I yeah. have ma- Most of my friends had majors. I didn't know year, what I was doing. I mean, we changed. A lot of people changed yeah. Them, yeah, that's true. but... Um, and plus, he seemed to have one. He, but they didn't even stick to that because he seemed to be like doing like literature. Or yeah. Something. So I mean, it it it's kind of on the line because like every trait we do get about him is still kind of like. I mean, I guess it's not theater; it's books, but yeah. it's uh, it's still kind of I think on that line. So I really uh um, hard maybe. Uh, yeah, because you
1: know, I think to me, I think that. You know, and I think I'm being a little, <laughs> I think I'm being a little binary with this, um, but like I feel like we'll there are binary yeah. questions, yes or no <laughs> questions. There, there are there are coming out stories, and I think coming out stories often don't have much more because they're so focused on, like I said, that very condensed point in your life yeah, where you're thinking yeah, about yeah. those things. And I do like films where it's just established that the person's you know LGBTQ of some sort, and that's just a part of them, and you see other parts of their their identity and their Mm interests and stuff, but those aren't usually coming out stories. So it's like, it's, it's, I, I, but I I think I'm in the middle on this one. I can't, I can't give it an answer.
0: It's difficult because they made the choice to make him, like, to explicitly, outwardly, consistently, consistently, Talk about him as being yeah. stereotypically gay. Yeah. That they kind of locked themselves into a corner with that. Yeah. Because they did that and then didn't explore his personality or mm-hmm. interests at all. Like, he says he's interested in fashion, but like, we don't get any indication of that. Yeah. Especially with how he dresses. Yeah, how he, he looks like really he's, bad. That's kind of questionable it's how I dress. He says out loud, like, <laughs> oh, I'm really interested in fashion and things. And he says that, but we never get any evidence Mm-mm. of that. And I don't just mean like in how he dresses because you can be into fashion and maybe dress that well. But even just like when you look at it, like what we get to see of his life, there's no indication yeah, that that's true. he's just got the
1: photo of JFK on his wall, not like you know, some bug, yeah, some
0: spreads, or like he's never like looking at clothes, you know, no. like there's some other interest that they say take he has, the man shopping, and he never actually seems to have any real follow through <clears throat> on any of it. So that's why I kind of am maybe leaning more towards no, in that. What opportunities they did have, they didn't follow through on. Like even yeah. just looking at his walls, it's just like it's why does very he? Boring why bedroom. does he have JFK in his wall? Like I mean, I get that it's supposed to be like oh, because he's hot, but like why JFK? <laughs> yeah, like, uh,
1: yeah. Like tell us more about this this fascination, sir. Yeah. What are like, your reasons? What are your a lot of reasons?
0: <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It you know so that's why I'm kind of leaning towards no, but I think I, think I, that I could make sense. Could be swayed, but. <laughs> it's just, like, we don't even get to, like, see his, like, any personality in, like, his room or his apartment yeah. or whatever. It's just, like, oh, I'm gay. Is it in poor taste to make the joke that the two
1: non-binary bisexual people are both saying, eh, maybe,
0: <laughs> on this question? <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not, not for us to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe no. Okay. Uh, uh, but maybe but if someone has a good argument for otherwise. If anyone watches this I'd movie to hear and it. would like to argue it, please tweet at us um at queers on film pod. Um or wait, no. That's the email. Queers on film pod at gmail.com is the email address. You can there and just Queers on Film, I believe, is the is Twitter. Okay. Um I should double check that. But it is. <laughs> you want me to look? I look. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem with recording before we release shit. Um <laughs> So the last one is the LGBTQ character must be tied into the plot in such a way that their removal would have a significant effect, meaning they are not simply there to provide colorful commentary, paint urban authenticity, or perhaps most commonly set up a punchline. The character must matter. Again, I've said this, well, I guess I haven't said this before because it's the first episode. I'll say this again. (laughs) There would be no Dorian blues without Dorian. It would just be blues. It would just be blues. And it would be
1: about a sad little family with their son who loses his football scholarship.
0: (laughs) And there's multiple characters, you know, it's not just the one. It's not even just Dorian, which is accurate. The fact that he goes on to have, like, exclusively queer friends is very real. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 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 But yeah, I think the one last thing I'd like to part on, kind of on this, is that I, I do appreciate that we get the three members of his family having very different levels of kind of support and whatever. Yeah. I I appreciate that his father is super against it. His mother is quiet about it until the father is dead and then is like, yeah, actually, I yeah. love you. But that wasn't supportive in the meantime. And his brother struggles with it, but it is really supportive. I appreciate it so this kind of nuanced different different things going on. Yeah, yeah,
1: because that's, I mean, that's how families respond. They are yeah. weird little subunits of yeah, society. they really
0: are. <laughs> uh, yeah. So where can, if you want to, where can people uh, find you on the internet? Uh,
1: if you are okay with hearing, um, or reading, uh, some really uncomfortable tweets about Bill Hader, um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, uh, <laughs> At Jet of Arc. Like, Joan Jet and Joan of Arc squished together into a Twitter handle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, if you'd like to follow me personally on Twitter, you can find me at Epsilina. That's at E-P-S-I-L-I-N-A. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Queers on Film, which we confirmed is, in fact, my Twitter name. <laughs> um, you can also join us on Discord. There's a bunch of different... You can talk with episodes, or you can just talk about being queer, your gender feelings, your sexuality feelings, whatever you want to talk about, or just movies, books, whatever. And um and please come on! I love Discord. Talk yeah. to me.
1: <laughs> Talk
0: to me. You're so cute. Kat. It'll be fun. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so for doing this for me. This so I'm great. so happy that you got to be in my first episode. That's all I wanted. I saved it for you. I feel
1: very honored. I will never forget this. Thank you. I love you. Okay. <laughs>
0: until next time. Bye. fucking up. Okay, it's fine. We're good. Editing. You can Editing. cut stuff you out. You can just cut yeah.
1: it out. <laughs> I love so let's,
0: yeah.